Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things personal wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 72 and episode three of our WrestleMania 2021 week. And tonight's yes. episode, we are going to be going over our favorite WrestleMania moments. We're not oh. talking matches. We're talking moments. <clears throat> exactly. Be it the majority of these difference. are matches, specifically for me. It's the payoffs. It's the fi- It's the finales. It's it's the payoff of storylines for me. So I have I my mean, five. David my has his moments five. happen within matches or before matches. Yeah, but this was a moment segment that we were talking about. Yes. This wasn't about picking our favorite matches. I mean, even before we got on here, we were talking, oh, what's Taker's five best matches and what's Taker's five worst matches? And and, and we will have more shoot the shit shows, more top five shows where we yes. will talk about this stuff. When, and we're inviting when, people to join us exactly, and talk about this stuff. We will have stuff. a guest, our first guest on the show soon, aside from your kids, our first official yes. guest on the show very, very soon. But, yes. alas, I know you had a few honorable mentions that you wanted to talk about before we get into I, our actual top fives. I have one that I really want to talk about. Okay. And that's the Charles Robinson sprint at WrestleMania yes. 24. Yeah, in the, the Taker Edge match where Charles what? Robinson, short little man, little Nate, zooming down that ramp in Orlando. And, and he is full bore sprinting. Titus O'Neil could learn something from Charles yeah. Robinson. Yes. Okay? Robinson is a full sprint, and that's not a short ramp. That no, is that was a, a long I, ramp. It's not the ramps that we're getting nowadays where the entrances are as long as they are. Yeah. But this was a long ramp, and mm-hmm. he was full sprint the whole way to go down there to count two, and that's yeah. all he did. Yeah, but then he became the ref in the match. He counted the, the final yes. fall, blah, 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 whatever. Yes. But but that's my honorable move. mention. Do you have one? Um, I do, and mine actually came from WrestleMania 24. Um, okay. Which was the first WrestleMania that I ever watched. We met, we talked about it beforehand. Um, but mine was in the Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair match, and it's the "I'm sorry, I love you" before the sweet chin music and the one, two, three. I mean, that's a great moment. It's a great match. Um, if Nature Boy's career had ended right then, versus yeah. him going and collecting the cash that he did over an Impact and TNA, yeah. You know, but it should have I mean, ended right there. His his WWE wrestling career ended that night. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, it did. But we are going to move on into our actual top fives. So, do you want to start, or do you want me to start with my top five? Age before beauty, my friend. All right, sir. So, <laughs> age before beauty. You are older, so you go right ahead. Oh no, no, no! It's it's always youth first, my friend. All right. So I will give my number five first. So my number five came just a couple of years ago at WrestleMania 35, and it was the payoff of Kofi Mania. Okay. When Kofi Kingston hit the Trouble in Paradise to pin Daniel Bryan for three in the middle of the ring, winning the WWE Championship. I mean, there was such a build for that moment. And the reason why that moment is so great is because of the fact 
that you're talking about a moment that wasn't just you know spur of the moment. Mm-mm. They built that storyline over the course of weeks and weeks and gauntlet matches. It's built and from elimination, elimination chamber. Yes. No, even before Elimination Chamber. No, so the reason that built is because, because Mus- Ali Mustafa got Ali hurt. was meant to be in that match. And Kofi took the spot. Kofi performed in that and lost to Bryan. And then that continued to build. And we got the we got an almost Daniel Bryan-esque build where everyone was behind him. And it was him pushing for it and the universe pushing for him to be in yes. that match. Yes. And we yes. got the payoff. Yeah, which was a great payoff. It was a great payoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, him winning that title, him celebrating in the ring with his sons, um, obviously and the rest of the all, new day. all the New Day in the ring. It was a great moment. Mm-hmm. And the crowd popped oh, big what, time for that. They went crazy. Big time for that. All right. So number five for me is actually an entrance. It's funny because we were talking entrances before. Mm-hmm. So for me, the number five moment came from the showstopper. And it happened at WrestleMania 12 when he zip lines yep, through the rafters. That's what I was thinking of. Come down for his Iron Man match against Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And that just showed you how flamboyant of a person Bret, uh, Shawn Michaels was mm-hmm. at that time. And to piggyback on that moment is when you see all the behind the scenes stuff about that. Vince McMahon did that exact same zip line earlier in the day. Really? Because he's that much of a maniac. He tested it. He tested it. Exactly. That's awesome. But that's I really love cool. that entrance. That's my that's my favorite entrance in WWE history. Yeah, it, it's probably any WrestleMania, the best any entrance in yes. WWE history. Yes, it is. It the is. most iconic. Um, yeah, him and him and that all white and silver. All the flashbulbs going off as he's just coming down through the rafters, ziplining. Shawn, Shawn Michaels has had a hell of a career when it comes to entrances. One that I think of immediately is WrestleMania 25 when he came down dressed in all white to face The Undertaker for the first time. Yeah, the white and black. When it was the, the, death, the dead man and the god of Shawn Michaels. Yes, yes. Another, I mean, I know we're going a little bit off skew here, but another great entrance from him to kind of show you the dichotomy of who Shawn Michaels was as a wrestler um, pre-back injury, is if go back and watch his match against Stone Cold with um, Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Watch the entrance. He was in the Heartbreak Kid getup, but he wasn't the Heartbreak Kid. He mm-hmm. had a scowl on his face. He was in a pissed-off mood going into that match. Yeah. And it showed just the way he was carrying himself down to the ring that night with the DX band playing behind him. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, has he's a showstopper. He's Mr. WrestleMania for a reason. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because of what he does in the ring. And a good portion of it is what he does on his way to the ring. To the ring. Yeah. He, he, is, not, he is not a bell-to-bell performer. He is from when he comes out to the crowd Till the time he goes backstage. Exactly. He will 100%. sell to the crowd as he's walking up the ramp. Yes, he will. That's who Shawn Michaels is. Yes, he is. will. That, Moving yes, on to my is. number four moment is another WrestleMania 35 moment. Wow. And it was Becky Lynch winning both women's titles in the first ever women's WrestleMania main event. 
again, because not again, really... it was another crowd built storyline where every when she turned heel at the SummerSlam the year before, when she was meant to be a heel, when everyone was meant to hate her, everybody loved her even more. Yep, because they're like, we're finally getting the Becky Lynch we deserve. And that's what bird the man character. Yes. Between yeah. that but Survivor Series. The broken nose. Yes. So her winning the belt, winning the Rumble that year, going on to face both of them at WrestleMania. One of my favorite main events in WrestleMania. Yeah, it was a great main event. It was a great mm-hmm. main event. It was a great moment. Um, for women's wrestling, having headlined, mm-hmm. you know, the the pay per view, um, her standing there with both belts at the end of mm-hmm. the night, having defeated Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey, and Ronda Rousey, who hadn't really eaten any kind of pinfall submission to that point, taking the pinfall. Yeah. So that was that was huge. It was very very big, and the nice thing is is the way it's left out. Like the the way it's kind of left hanging is, you know, maybe one day the stars align and we get the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, something mm-hmm. we've kind of all been begging for now for some time. Yeah. But obviously, Becky Lynch is out on her maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronda Rousey's doing her own thing. Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, you know, they're, they're doing their still own in thing in NXT. NXT. And Shayna Baszler is really the only one from that MMA four horsewoman who is kind of still. Yeah. Active, and we have Charlotte, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey all doing their own thing as well. Yes, yes. So, so it's, to it's get the all for them. It's to all line a thing up, where they have take to some all, time. Exactly, they all have to find the same point. the The way exactly. I see it could happen potentially was if we get a Survivor Series, but we get a four on four because all four of WWE's end up on SmackDown and all four end up on Raw for the MMA, but. I'd rather yeah, yeah. than build it in a different way than have to have Survivor Series for the reason this match happens. Exactly, exactly. But moving on to your number four. So my number four um, is from WrestleMania 17. And it's not what you think it is because I know how much I love Carnage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not from that match. It's actually from the main event. And it's Jim Ross's commentary from when Stone Cold Steve Austin turned heel and aligned himself with Vince yep. McMahon and shook Vince McMahon's hand at the end of the night after mm-hmm. beating The Rock to become the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. That whole build-up, again, you want to talk builds. This built really throughout the course of this match. There was nothing that Stone Cold could do throughout the course of this match to keep The Rock down. So he had to align himself with the devil. Mm-hmm. He wanted his championship belt back. And to be completely fair, heel Stone Cold was the best Stone Cold. Agreed. Okay. His work with Kurt Angle, his what phase, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So that whole that whole series of events. Double turn. Not really even a double turn because they both were kind of going in there as faces. Mm. So it's more of the fact that Stone Cold did everything he said he would never do. And he did it in Texas. Yeah. 
his home he state. He did it in his home state. Jim Ross felt betrayed. You could hear it in the commentary. And again, the whole fact that he stood there and he shook Vince McMahon's hand at the end of the match mm-hmm. to show you he had aligned himself with the devil. Yeah. My number three is something I mentioned just a little while ago. Was probably the biggest fan-built storyline in modern WWE history. And it is when Daniel Bryan won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at the end of WrestleMania 30. When it finally paid off. They really know how to book those every five year WrestleManias, don't they? Yeah, they. Yeah. Every five years, it's just like it, something comes and is absolutely mesmerizing. Whether it's, you know, uh, we'll talk WrestleMania twenty. I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah, we've talked twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Talking thirty with, uh, with um, Taker versus Michaels. Yep, we're talking thirty. Mm-hmm. Thirty five. You've brought up not once. But twice, yeah. You have WrestleMania ten. You have WrestleMania five. It seems like every one of those fives is just the the beginning or the end of kind of like an era. And yeah. I'll tell you something right now: that whole Daniel Bryan thing, so natural. That was a that was almost an eight month build because it yes. built from SummerSlam twenty thirteen. To WrestleMania at 2014. Yeah. When he got screwed out of the championship. Yeah. Amazing build. Amazing um, amazing job for Batista, who had received a rub from Triple H several years before, mm-hmm. to then pass that rub on to Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan by being the one who tapped out. Mm-hmm. Amazing moment. I mean, and then him just standing on the, the, de- the, the commentator's desk. With the with whole doing the crowd. whole yes movement with the the confetti raining, yes, yes, amazing, dude, Just absolutely amazing. I love, I, I, I love his character and the fact again he then passed that rub on to Kofi Kingston five years five later. Years later. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my last three and I'm like, oh, do I move? Do I do this? Stick to your guns. I know for I know for sure what number three is. WrestleMania 19, Brock Lesnar goes to the top rope and attempts a shooting star press. Oh yeah, a okay. Move he has hit hundreds of times in developmental, and he misses. Mm-hmm. If this was any other human being on the planet, all was it 7.5 billion people live on this planet? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all 7.4, and just continue those nines all the way down, that one guy is Brock Lesnar who could have survived that fall. Mm-hmm. Because he ate shit on yep. that shooting stop press. Yep. Now, there were things that they've even talked about. Kurt Angle's talked about this match. Um, Brock Lesnar's talked about it. They didn't factor in how exhausted he was going to be at that point in the match mm-hmm. because he's carrying Kurt Angle this entire time because Kurt Angle is so messed up. is going is going to be leaving for neck surgery. His neck's broken at that point. 
But that shooting star press, that moment where you see him in the air and you're like, he's not rotating. He's not going to hit that. He's not going to rotate. It's like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then he finishes the match anyway. He gets up. He picks up um, Kurt Angle Angle. and he hits him with an F5. Mm -hmm. Again, 7.5 billion people on the planet. And that one guy standing out there by himself is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Only he could have attempted that move. And survived it. Failed that badly, survived it, and then still finished the match. And won the match. And won the match to usher in the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, my number two. I know I mentioned that there isn't an entrance but there kind of is. Okay. My number two is what I've heard multiple pe- multiple people refer to as highway robbery. Okay. When Seth Rollins cashed in money in the bank in the main event of WrestleMania 31 and walked away with the WWE title after pinning Roman Reigns, specifically at the top of the ramp Swinging the belt. Yes. Yeah. Ushering in the architect. The true architect. Yes. Yes. I mean, if I'm I'm not wrong. He starts the night off with, up until that point, his only loss in WrestleMania history. He Mm -hmm. was undefeated in WrestleMania and had been his only loss in WrestleMania up until last year when he faced Kevin Owens. Yes. With probably the greatest RKO. One of the in- greatest, R- probably the second greatest RKO, because the only one I can think of better is hitting Evan Bourne out of nowhere. All right. So I'm on the other side of that, because that's all Evan Bourne and nothing to do with Randy Orton. The, the, the Seth Rollins RKO is them two working in unison to fire Seth Rollins up in the air like that for him to come down and be caught. If you watch the Evan Bourne one, and it's fantastic because Evan Bourne is truly phenomenal. But if you watch, Randy Orton maybe gets 10 inches, 12 inches off the mat. Like he basically goes from laying on his back to just getting up a little bit and catching him in the RKO. Yeah. The the, the Seth Rollins one, it to me, is in another stratosphere. It's almost on the level of the CM Punk one that he hit when CM Punk came off the top rope. That was great. That was another great one. Oh, and I mean, Randy's hit... A hundred on AJ Styles too. Yes, he has. He he's he's but, hit quite a few on AJ Styles. But yeah, so specifically him coming in and being the only person up to that point to cash in Money in the Bank, and I think still to that point, this point, the only person to cash in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania and walk away with the title. Yeah, and he changed the stipulation of the match as well because it was a true one-on-one match at that point. Yeah, and it became a triple threat. Became a triple threat. That was a great. That was a great match. Great moment. I love it. I love the moment of him just being at the top of the ramp, swinging that belt like a madman. Mm-hmm. You you know he's playing Parkway Drive in his head when he's doing that, right? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, so what is your number two? My number two. So you mentioned double turn earlier. My number two is a real double turn is when Stone Cold Steve Austin refuses to tap out to Bret the Hitman Hart 
and he is screaming into the camera with the blood pouring down his face and he passes out in the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Again, continuing a build because Bret Hart and Stone Cold had built this feud and built this match over the course of several weeks. And there was ambulance incidents and there was... Um, there was times when Bret Hart was getting jumped by Stone Cold out of nowhere. And to get to this match, you gotta remember, Bret Hart was technically coming in as the face. Mm-hmm. And Stone Cold was coming in as the heel. And there was that natural changing of the guard because Stone Cold was the everyman who just wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. And Bret Hart was doing everything to break Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. The blood pouring down his face. The, my God, the, the fact that he's just screaming and you got Ken Shamrock saying, do you quit? Do you quit? Do you quit? And Stone Cold never quit. Mm-mm. He's passed he, out. He passed in his out. his own blood. Yeah. Great. Like, again, just one of those moments that's just going to be ingrained. And as everyone can probably tell, you and I are choosing from specific blocks, but we're choosing from specific blocks because those of when we were most absorbent into, in yeah. our brains yeah, to be I, into that stuff. I started watching wrestling in 2008, but I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. In WrestleMania 30, it was 2014, I was 16 years old. So I was I was understanding what was actually happening. Yep. And the, the builds of storylines. I wasn't like, ooh, he's a good guy. I want to follow him. That kind of thing when you're when you're ten or eleven years old or whatever, I was yep. understanding the business of the wrestling, and that's why I enjoy talking about it because I get it now and I understand the builds now and all this stuff now that I've dug more deep, specifically in the older stuff. But I don't want to call that stuff my favorite because I didn't experience it. This was the stuff that yeah. I actually watched and experienced. Yes. So now we're gonna get to your number one that you experienced. My number one was probably my favorite WrestleMania experience because um, it was the only WrestleMania that I've watched live uh, with a group of guys. I was hanging out with a bunch of my buddies. We were all in college together. And we did not see this coming. Not one bit. WrestleMania 33. We get to the ladder match. The Raw Tag Team Championship ladder match. And you get Enzo and Cass, and you get the bar, and you get the Good Brothers. And then as the match is about to start, you get the New Day coming out and saying there is a fourth team in this match. And everyone thinks it's the New Day. Oh, the New Day is entering themselves into this match. And they start walking down to the ring. And the fucking Hardy Boys music hits. I, so my favorite wrestler is Pete Dunne. But my favorite wrestler of all time is Jeff Hardy. I was a Jeff Hardy mark when I first started watching wrestling. And when he lost the uh, Steel Cage match on SmackDown to uh, CM Punk and had to leave WWE, I was heartbroken. And I was counting down the days till Jeff Hardy was back in the WWE. 
and I was loving everything that Matt Hardy was doing with the broken character. And for them to return to the E, to their home at WrestleMania 33 and win the Raw tag titles, my favorite WrestleMania moment of all time. Probably, in my opinion, the biggest pop in WrestleMania history. Bigger than when Brian won? Bigger, yes. Okay. Because a lot of people saw the Brian win coming. They're building this guy up. They're going to have it coming. No one saw the Hardys coming back. So There wasn't even is, any suspicion that they were coming back. Is that, in your opinion, is that the biggest pop in wrestling history? WWE wrestling history. One of. Um, I can't okay. personally think of anything bigger. But yeah, that's one AJ, of. AJ, Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's that's the only one that I think could follow that because again, someone Edge Royal Rumble. The, those are the two that those someone are the two. in the wrestling community that no one expected to return or to show yeah. up. Yeah, those no are, one. Those, expected, that's when you get those pops. Yeah, WrestleMania 2016. No one expected AJ Styles to enter number three. No one. Yep. In Russ, uh, Royal Rumble 2020, no one expected Edge to return. And at WrestleMania 33, no one expected the Hardy Boys to return. Uh, I mean, excellent moment. I yeah. mean, I, I, I remember it happening. It was kind of when I was starting to get back into wrestling. And, you know, these two guys who I grew up with, you know, TLC matches and, you know, uh, Jeff winning his world title and Matt turning on him and, like, that was one of my one of my favorite mania matches, but that's just because it was who it was was their um street fight at WrestleMania yeah. twenty five. Yeah. Which Again, led to every five years. Which led to one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time, which is their I quit match. Mm-hmm. For two guys who don't do a lot of submission stuff. No. So anybody who knows me can kind of see where I'm going with my number one. Because if I'm a narc for two wrestlers, it's Brock Lesnar and it's Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking Chris Benoit the wrestler, not Chris Benoit the human being, but Chris Benoit the wrestler when I take this moment. Because at WrestleMania 20, when he is in the ring and the confetti is falling, after he just tapped out Triple H and he is celebrating his world championship win with his best friend, Eddie Guerrero, I don't think there has been a moment that matched that for emotional standpoint. First of all, what a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very difficult for triple threat matches to go as smoothly and as seamless as that match went, there wasn't a moment in time when all three competitors were not active in the match. That's the thing about triple threat matches. There's always a spot where it's just, you know, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen in this match because everybody was just flying around the ring. Mm-hmm. Benoit taps Triple H and his pure raw emotion pouring out of him. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Guerrero joining him in the ring. 
I mean, it gives me chills to this. Just thinking about it. Talking about it gives me chills. And again, we're talking Benoit the wrestler. Okay. Paul Heyman has said it best. Benoit the wrestler is top five wrestler he's ever had the you know the pleasure of working with Benoit the human being has his special place in hell for what he did because on that night one person affected three people's lives Mm -hmm. but but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about Benoit we're talking about professional wrestler that moment Wrestlemania 20 and I want to make sure that that moment is always available for everybody to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of editing happening nowadays with, you know, people being taken out of things. I, I That moment needs to be there. Mm-hmm. You can't cut out that moment. That moment is part of wrestling history. Mm-hmm. So those are my five moments. So I have, once again, I have the uh, Shawn Michaels entrance at WrestleMania 12. Stone Cold's turn at WrestleMania 17. Uh, Brock Lesnar hitting a phenomenal shooting stop press. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Hitman double turn. And Chris Benoit celebrating with Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 20 to close the show. And my recap again, I have Kofi uh, defeating Daniel Bryan for the title at Mania 35. Kofi Mania. I have Becky Lynch becoming the first ever Winner of a women's WrestleMania main event at WrestleMania 35, winning both women's titles. The first double Becky champ. two belts. Daniel Bryan, Bryan winning at WrestleMania 30. Finishing the, yes, the movement. yes movement. The highway robbery of Seth Rollins cashing in and winning the WWE title at WrestleMania Head, 31. Headbanging the Parkway Drive. And then number one, the Hardy Boys return at WrestleMania 33. Loudest pop in WrestleMania history. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple other ones that I thought about as we were going. Um, speaking about heel turns and turns after matches in Mania, one that I think of um, is AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania 34. Yeah, but they botched that, man. That could have been so good. Yeah. They could have been so it's good. But one it's I, I, one that I think about because I have always enjoyed Shinsuke as a face over yeah. a heel. So that one shocked me. Okay. I, I mean, I had another moment, you know, when, when Snooki made her appearance at oh, WrestleMania. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Greatest celebrity appearance of all time, right, my friend? Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll say that. I mean, my greatest uh, WrestleMania celebrity appearance is Mike Tyson um, as a special guest enforcer. I like that appearance. Uh, for me, though, it's Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Um, In-ring, actually performed... And uh, was in the main event of the WrestleMania match. And he held his own. Mm-hmm. He held his own. Um, I mean, there are other honorable mentions. The first time Rousey showed up, obviously Mike Tyson. Floyd Mayweather, I know we were talking about him. Yep. So there's been definitely moments. But for me, the fact that Lawrence Taylor was bell to bell in a match. We, we got to talk about Snoop Dogg being the host of Bunny Mania at WrestleMania 25. When Santina Morella won <laughs> Miss WrestleMania. <laughs> You go and you talk about a, the pinnacle, the peak, <laughs> the Mount Everest of female wrestling moments, and then you're going to bring that up. Yes, you're way more controversial than I am. I'm starting to <laughs> I'm starting to become a little bit of a heel, dude. 
Oh, great. Starting to, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, we're getting a double turn right here. Oh, that ain't happening. No. You're, we all know you're, I'm you're forever heel. a heel. I, I have to go Super Saiyan at this point. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, that does wrap up this episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you guys did enjoy what you heard, obviously share, subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else you can find your podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on our social medias at Double Doink Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can hit us up on our personal Instagrams. I am at DJ Alden. David is at DareLaufenDoink508 underscores in between. Of course, everything is linked down in the description below. Um, but this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. And I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>